This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. This is episode 10 of Radiant Reflections. In this edition of Radiant Reflections, the pastoral staff at Radiant Life Church talk a bit about how they were called into the pastoral ministry and some of the misnomers surrounding what it means to be a pastor. This podcast features lead pastor Ryan Bibb, executive pastor Josh Harama, Next Steps and community pastor Brandon Kinsey, and then myself, worship arts pastor Josh Brown. Well, hey, Josh Harama here with Radio Reflections and what we are calling our behind-the-scenes sessions. Um, you know, we every week we do a deep dive into the message from the previous week, uh, but we also want to start to kind of open the doors to let people see a little bit of, uh, in church world, uh, how the sausage is made, so to speak. So we're starting this with a, a conversation with the four of us. So with me, I have pastors Ryan, Josh Brown, and Brandon Kinsey. Hold on, why didn't you say my last name? Did, did I, I not? It you did not. I you did. said everyone else's last name but mine, just out of curiosity. Not that it mm. matters. Oh. Keep going. So Pastor Ryan Bibb, <laughs> Bibb. Uh, Pastor Josh Brown, Bibb. Pastor Brandon Kinsey. <laughs> I think because for so long I've just like, because even up at, at Life Change, you were, you were Pastor Ryan. Sure. Or you were Ryan. And, sure. Yeah, so that's probably why. I'm not hurt. Okay, that's good. <laughs> we don't want to start this episode out with like a bunch of bitterness in the room here. So. <laughs> Cookies fix bitterness. It that's does. Right. Um, Unless you cram them full of fruit. Like raisins? Lord, help these people. It's not a yes. cookie. What is that? Hey, raisins, but then it's sort of healthy because then it's a raisin. That's, that's I want a cookie. I don't want something healthy. Oh, well, I can see that. See I'm going to go on a diet, and I'm going to put fruit in cookies and lose weight. <laughs> and then it's okay. Said no one ever. We just okay. derailed. We just write That's down. okay. That's all right. So so much <laughs> in the same the way that when you when you watch a movie, if you watch the special features, I'm not like a special features kind of guy, but my wife loves the special features. Hmm. She'll watch like, oh, like this is how they got this shot, and this is like what these actors are really like in real life, and da-da-da-da-da. Hmm. Um, it's just kind of like that. So over some of these behind-the-scenes sessions, we'll – uh, we'll talk to the pastors. We'll talk to various ministry leaders. Um, we're going to try to get uh, the pastors' wives in here for a couple of sessions. Oh uh, boy! Just to, <laughs> to get the real deal on on how this how this <laughs> all works. Um, but we're we're going to start today with with you pastors. So, practically speaking, what does pastor mean? How would how would each of you describe the role of pastor? You guys can fight over who wants to talk first. <laughs> I don't want to go first. <laughs> we'll do the same thing we did on take one. For those of you watching or listening, we had one take, and I forgot to turn one of the microphones on because uh, I just forgot. <laughs> and so this is take two. I'll do the same thing that we did the first so this, time. So this is Everybody like, defers. This is behind the scenes, scenes of behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, we like, were like, this what, is like five minutes in. Five, we had five, six minutes in. Scratch it all. Yeah, we, yeah. we had solved world peace, I think, in that first five minutes. Yeah. But thanks yeah. to me, we it's done. And it's so unfortunately, our yeah. audience will never know. <laughs> They'll never well, know which, the which Which mic wasn't on? We're going to go with Pastor Brandon. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I don't really know. And I had so much wisdom. I'd have to chase the cables back. Josh, I think pastoring is uh, shepherding. You know, the Greek word, it's poimen, and it means shepherd. Pastor means shepherd. Um, and I know for me, being a pastor, a lot of times, just there's so much condemnation, there's so much guilt, there's so much shame that the world pours on people. I think a big part of pastoring is, is reminding people just how much God loves them, how yeah. much 
he has given for them, giving his own only son. And then, you know, also as that shepherd of sheep, you're reminding people of God's best for them. Like, this is the direction you should go. And then the hardest part, and I know you guys will nod your heads with this, the hardest part is when you have a, a sheep, a fellow sheep, who is on a path that could hurt themselves or hurt another person. And you have to go to that person and say, you got to use the shepherd's hook, so to speak, and say, no, that's not the way you want to go. Uh, this could hurt you and separate you from God, and God doesn't want that for you. So that, that's Super hard. challenging. Very hard. Yeah. Which, and actually, JB, and, and we didn't really unpack this in, in the first take, but I think it's important to tease out, because uh, you, you didn't mention here, like, we're also sheep, right? As, as pastors, mm, we, are yeah. not, we are not, yeah. like, elevated. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, I like some people actually use the term under-shepherd, yeah. right? Because we, we know that Jesus refers to himself as, as our, our good shepherd, right? So pastors are not, like, on level with Jesus, to where like not we, at all. <laughs> just to be clear, on you know, that. I mean, so yeah, we in it's it's a weird tension to live in of of mm. being a, a an under shepherd, but also at the same time we are a sheep following Jesus. Our, our neighbors are our shepherds. Shepherd. Like they have sheep. They're right around the corner from us. They have different pens, and they have these two white sheep dogs. I don't even know what kind of dogs they are, but they are they are massive. Mm. I like to think I'm just a sheep dog. Oh, just kind of running around uh, trying to keep keep the sheep safe mm. there you go i think on a side note too on that is the pastors need pastors mm. yeah shepherding mm-hmm. and so you know one of the things i like to see our staff do is just get a mentor get get a pastor to pastor you as well so you're right we're not above anything which is actually some we're, we're going a little bit of a different direction than the first, but i mean because that that's a struggle right i mean for us you know you normally think of uh, kind of a spiritual high point in in the life of, of a follower of Jesus is the Sunday morning experience, coming to church, being part of you know you know praise and worship and and hearing a teaching. Uh, so one of the struggles is right, and maybe this is just me. You guys can speak into this. Right? But the struggle is when you're when you're part of the, uh, for lack of a better term, production. It it can feel different. You know, I remember like before being in a pastoral role, church felt different. It's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, you guys jump, jump in on that. Like, is that something that you guys find, find to be a struggle or like, have you, I mean, and Ryan, you've been in ministry longer than, than I have. JB, you've been in ministry longer than, than I have. Kinsey, you probably, I mean, all said and done, you probably, I'm, I'm the baby here. But I mean, is that, is, is that something that you guys have, have, wrestled with over the years or not really have you have you found a balance well like you know when we go to conferences or something and a lot of the conferences that we go to it's almost kind of like church for pastors in a sense I guess like there's there's worship there's prayer um, you know there's a message of encouragement of some kind there could be a theme depending on what the conference is but here's the thing, like when I go to those, I like I'm not on duty, so to speak. And so like I'm not thinking about what am I gonna say? Uh are my pants zipped up? Am I gonna trip on the stairs? <laughs> That's a real going, thing, by the way. The totally pants I'm just curious yeah. though. So so you're saying like in general, like you go to Meyer, you don't care whether or not your pants are zipped up. <laughs> 
Uh, but, yeah, out in public, I'm not. But when I'm on a stage where with lights on you, yeah, and cameras. there's a couple hundred people looking at you. Um, Zipper check before you hit the stage is real. Uh, I'll okay. So this is behind the scenes. This is I, behind. <laughs> this may be behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Um, behind. This the is scenes. where our boxers are. I'll, I'll is... easily check my pants twenty to thirty times on a Sunday morning. Holy cow. Easily, I honestly there's don't think a, there's I've a little ever OCD checked. thing that just popped up. Right I, I, I check, but not to that degree. I check right before I come out that door. I just do a quick whoop. Yeah. So there it is. Okay, it's out there. Here's the question: Who's gone on stage with their zipper down? Oh, I I, have. I don't know because I, I never checked. I totally mine. have. I, I think because I of my OCD, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you have just bad zippers though? To where like. Like, <laughs> no, like but you check I, it once, then like, you know what? It might have slipped down. No, I was here the other day, just here at the church doing something, and my fly was down, and I was with two friends here. I think you were here, weren't you? We were, we're out in the new part of the church looking at something, and my fly was down. Like, it does happen to me. I just don't <laughs> want it to happen while I'm on stage. No. So, like, so I mean, as silly as that is, that's what's consuming my brain Instead of maybe the song lyrics <laughs> that are happening, um, it's hard for me to be fully all in on a Sunday morning, especially if I have any kind of stage presence uh, sort of thing. So, Because I, I don't want to be a distraction to someone who is trying to be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want to be a, a stumbling block for them. Like Are, are they going to miss the lyrics because my fly's down? Or because I jumble up a bunch of words or something, um, or my sentences uh, aren't connected and they don't make sense, sort of thing. Like I think about those things before I go on stage. Um, yeah, so it's hard for me to be fully connected on a Sunday morning. Yeah, that was. Someone else needs to share something. Yeah, about I mean, their yeah, zippers. I'll say when I every once in a while, you know. Um, I'm able to have a Sunday off and we try to, you know, go visit a random church or whatever, get away. I have a hard time going into another church on a Sunday off to experience church because I'm going in seeing going, okay, what information can I grab? Recon. What are they doing oh, well yeah. that we're not? Yeah. Um, I go in into their auditorium and I watch the service flow and I'm writing down their service flow. What can we learn? What did I like? Well, how did they welcome people? Oh, man, that video announcement, man, I like that. We can bring that in. Oh, I like that order. I, it is a struggle for me personally on my Sundays off to go to another church and just and attend church. Yeah. It, 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 like Brandon, you said, it's like the conferences that we go to are like church for me. It's yeah. like the one time I'm not taking service order notes or trying to see what flyers I can grab here and there type right. thing. Even though yeah. I still do. If, if a conference is at a church, I'll still randomly grab something from that church. But Yeah, guilty. Yeah. yeah which, I mean, you, you kind of gave me, I don't know if warning is the right word. But I mean, because you, you were kind of my onboard to full-time ministry, and you warned me. You said, hey, being a pastor is going to kind of, in a sense, wreck yeah. church. Yeah, it'll never you. be because, the same. Because it's you, never the same. You can't, look at, you can't look at it through the same lens. Yep. And you, you don't. Like you said, like it, it's, it's, it's almost like a subconscious thing. Well, think yeah. about a priest, like back in the First Covenant. You know, they have all these people who are bringing animals 
living creatures to them. And then behind the scenes, inside the temple, where those people are out in the <laughs> outer court worshiping, you're killing animals. You're gutting animals. That's right. You're putting gizzards and whatever else over here. Priest, all, priest awful, was synonymous awful. with butcher. Butcher, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. And you're yeah, lighting that's... a fire and you're barbecuing. You, you know, it's, it's a big thing. It doesn't look the same on the inside of the temple as it does on the out. And I think, I think for me, too, when I come here on Sunday morning and there's people... Like, I want to give them the best experience possible. So I'll be honest, I carry a lot of weight on Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of weight because I want to, I don't know what hell people have gone through all week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have a little saying that we do as, you know, as staff, as the worship team, we say, give them heaven. Yeah. Right. Just give them a glimpse of heaven because their week could have been felt like they're walking through hell right now. Um, and that, that, that is just for me personally, and I'm sure for many of you guys as well. It just carries a lot of weight that maybe most people don't realize the weight. But don't get me wrong. I get giddy on Sunday oh, morning on. like I'm here. Yeah. But it, it, it is, there's a weight that we carry that maybe most people don't realize we actually carry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did each of you come to be in this pastoral role that you are currently in? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Little little Sunday school answer right there. Right. So give me give me a little bit more a little bit more uh, detail than that. How did Jesus bring you into this pastoral role that you're in? I feel like I'm always going first. Well, you don't have to. I mean, I just I don't, you you spoke first. That's all right. Dang it! <laughs> trying to be last because the last will be first, right? Tag you're it. <laughs> That's right. What do, the, what do the kids do now? Like no, nose goes or something? Nose goes. Have you seen this thing? Nose goes. Nose but then goes. Like, but like then you don't. Ah, uh, see, you touched your nose, so you so go. So you go. What? It's, we it, psych dude, you it's out, so man. You it's just, nose goes, you guys and you don't do it, and you touch it. Dude, the kids do this. Have you my, heard of this? My kid, no. dude, yeah, my kids goes. do this to me, and, like, and they did the same thing to me. They're like, ah, you touched your nose. I'm like, but what? <laughs> what in the world? I don't It's kind of like, I think it's a new version of not it. Like, one, two, three, not it. Okay. Like that kind of thing. But you are it, so you have to go okay. first. Yeah, you so, touch your nose. So your question was, how, how did I know that but I was going to be a pastor? How did, how did you come to be in your current role? Right? Like, I mean, did you, did you just... Here, really Ryan play. hired me. Did you, <laughs> That's everyone's answer. All right, next question. You're being a punk, dude. Um, like, what? You start with yeah. Jesus, and you're like, okay, yeah. I, I hit Jesus. Uh, well, I, like, now okay. I gotta... So <laughs> I, I think the quick answer is, because I, I want to hear your guys' response, is... I think God just put something deep within my DNA, a passion. Um, and then my prayer was, Lord, I'd love to be able to do this all the time and still pay my bills. So I have this passion and this fire for Jesus, and I want other people to experience that. We talked about experience, and that's kind of one of our four, four things here at the church is we want people to experience Jesus. Well, because I've experienced that, I want other people to be able to do that. And I would do that in the workplace, but I wanted to, like, invest all of my time into it. It's almost like my job was getting in the way, <laughs> in a sense. Like, I was still ministering to people. I was still trying to disciple people, even within my workplace. But um, there were still tasks and duties that I needed to do. And God just put this passion deep within me. And so then I just started pursuing ministry and um, and trying to gain more knowledge to be able to overflow. So like an education, 
uh, and within our tribe of the Wesleyan denomination, they kind of have these classes that you can take to equip you. And all that did was put gas on the fire for me. And, and then the Lord opened up some opportunities um, at a church in Wisconsin and now it, it, here in Sturgis uh, to be able to serve full-time. I mean, even before I was serving full-time here, I was still serving in the church. I think I was still kind of in a pastoral role. I wasn't called a pastor. I didn't have a business card, but I was still pastoring people. I, I think God just put it in my DNA. So, so funny story that some answer. people may not know. You're not going to share that on this. <laughs> it Jeez. is behind the scenes. Well, I bro. am the one that did the hiring, so I feel like so oh, I'm man. new here. I mean, it's I don't even know if I've been here a month yet. Back five <laughs> years ago, and um, I knew of Brandon Kinsey. Because I had a reputation. <laughs> he did have a reputation. Um, a really good one, though, right? Uh, really? Huh? But That's I knew Brandon. Podcast. Brandon was pastoring. I knew he was a youth pastor out in Wisconsin, and he was coming back. And I remember uh, I was at my parents' house helping with yard work or something, and I get a phone call, um, and I answered it, and it was Brandon telling me his story about how him and his wife and family, they're moving back to Sturgis. And he's looking for a job, wants to know if I would hire him. I don't even know the guy, right? And I'm like, wow, that's just, like, bold, right? And I was like, oh, you know, we'll see. Like, I, at the time, we weren't hiring yet. Um, and so I got off the phone with Brandon. I'm like, wow, I mean, that's just bold. Like he, <laughs> But on, on his end, he said he felt the Holy Spirit prompting him to call me yeah. and do that. But so then it took, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half of just getting together and meeting. And I mean, I saw something that God planted passion in him. I think after several B-dubs, it, we realized <laughs> it wasn't. Um, the magic happens. Yeah. It's a spiritual that place. The, what his DNA was is not youth ministry per se. It's, it's this other track. And we finally got there. And as the church was growing, it would just fit. It fit well with what we needed to happen. And, yeah, I was reading a book is is titled Whispers and uh it was just the idea that God speaks to us in whispers and I felt that God had whispered to me, Call Ryan. <laughs> and that was scary. Like who does that? <laughs> uh and I so it's like I got it. Brandon Kinsey does that. I was just trying to be obedient to what I felt like God was calling me to do. And so I was trying to at least if anything, fall forward instead of backwards. So, just so people know that, uh, just a little bit more in context. Okay, JB. Yeah, I know. For me, um, I've been a pastor a long time. Worship, worship pastor and assistant pastor, and uh, we had come from a really, really challenging church uh, situation. Is um, where I married my wife. I. Went through Bible college. All my kids were born there. All, all of them dedicated there. My wife and I were baptized there. Just a really challenging. Uh, we went through what we, I, I liken it to like what people describe like a divorce. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really awful. Yeah. I had some really close friends that are mentors. You know, two of them uh, are mentors in my life, older, older saints. And they invited us to a worship night here at Radiant Life. And I came and just encountered the Lord uh, and experienced healing. 
I didn't really know what it was or what was happening, actually. And I walked out the worship center doors into the old lobby, and uh, the mentor, this gentleman, Mickey Schultz, he was standing out there, and he said, hey, I think God's calling you to be the, the worship pastor at Radiant Life, so what would have you done different in that worship service? And I said, I laughed. I literally laughed out loud. I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I don't think that's, you know. He says, no, I really think that you're supposed to be praying about this. You need to pray about it. I said, well, I, I respect you, so I'll right. pray. You know, I'll pray about it. And uh, I did. I prayed about it. And there weren't very many people here at that time. Ryan had just come a few months before, two, three. Yeah, probably two, three months. Yeah, because yeah, we came in uh, yeah. September or October of... Been 2015. Well, that, so I, I think, I I think that worship July night, if it's the one that I'm thinking, I think that worship night would have been in November. Okay, it could have been November of fifteen. So I'll see you three yeah. or four yeah. months. Yeah, jo uh, Johnny oh. Davis uh, was leading. Lori Schrock was. There yeah. was a grand piano on stage. I mean, it was it was super traditional. Uh, they played modern music, but it was a traditional. It doesn't look anything like this. And uh, so, yeah, I I prayed about it, and uh, I felt like we needed to come and visit the church a couple times, just like to hear, you know, what's what's this guy about, and just heard a strong heart of evangelism, which is something that where we had come from was grossly lacking and we wanted to we were so hungry for kingdom fruit mm. you know we had seen uh holiness and discipleship and super uber bible teaching study kind of uh culture in church and we were hungry to see you know younger newer hurting broken people in darkness come to light mm. and so we could see that in ryan we could see like there was this vein of of hunger in him for that same thing mm -hmm. like, okay let's check this out so we, we came a few weeks and then I think I invited you guys out to the studio. Yeah, we went out mm -hmm. to your studio. On the farm place. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys Stranger asked me to play guitar. music. You got to play. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. Can he sing? Like, <laughs> play, hey, play a song. Yeah, like, you got to say something. <laughs> sing something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I sang a few songs, and, and um, yeah, you guys offered me a position. And, um, yeah, for the first couple of years, it, this is behind the scenes, and I can tell you, too, about culture here. I had a game plan coming in. I knew what the Lord had spoken to me about what he wanted to accomplish in worship at Radiant Life. I, I heard from him, you know, create, create a culture of worship amongst the body and amongst the team. And I knew it was going to require a pretty major overhaul. And so I had emailed Ryan a list that I really felt like if, if we were going to get to the right place that we needed to be in 18 to 24 months, I felt like within a two-year window, if we could accomplish these things, it would be pretty amazing. And it was gear stuff. I went to California that week for business and Ryan emailed me that week. And the email was very, very brief. It said, everything that you had on that list is here in the church. It was a lot of gear. So right away I knew, I was like, okay, here's a group of people who are serious about change and they're serious about excellence and they're serious about worship and they're willing to invest in it. They're willing to, to go for it. And so, um, I think another thing, too, about calling and pastoring, if you want to know if you're a pastor, look behind you. Mm. If you don't have any people following you, you're not probably called. Mm. But if you do, if there are people following, maybe God's calling you. Maybe he yeah. has a place for you to, to serve him in leading, under leading, mm. under right. shepherding, sheep dogging. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Sheep dogging. So, yeah, I guess this November would be five years then. That I've, been, yeah. that I've been here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's been crazy. Seems like it was a blink of an eye. 
Yeah, it's, it's it, gets quick, <laughs> it, it gets worse. It gets worse as you get older. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because us guys in our 40s yes. know that. Yes. Oh, what's, what's, what's that like? <laughs> you'll find out soon yes, enough. Yes, you'll find That's out. Will, it, will be, it will be soon. So. Uh, Ryan, how about you? How'd you, uh, you can hear my whole story if you go to Next Steps, our oh, experience. Oh, uh, yeah. Steps. That's my dog yeah. right there. <laughs> Come on. That is awesome. <laughs> no, I'll just say, uh, my role here, you know, this is this is hometown for me. Um, not just hometown, but this is my home church. This is the yeah. church I grew up in. And so uh, I didn't want to come. I kind of laughed at the idea to give people real behind-the-scenes um, I think I had a conversation with uh, within our tribe, the Wesleyan tribe. We have uh, superintendents that oversee regions of churches, and um, I was at a meeting or at a yeah a meeting, and uh, Chris Conrad, our superintendent, said, "Hey, uh, do you want to meet? I think for breakfast and talk Sturgis?" Because I knew at the time the former pastor, uh, Steve Bean, was leaving. And I laughed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm comfortable. Laughing where I'm at, at ministry, it doesn't work out, does it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was comfortable where I was at. You know, doing. I was overseeing some kids ministry, but also the teaching pastor. We were just really comfortable where we were at, and um, that's probably where I knew God was going to change. Is when I got comfortable. And uh, so I said, you know what? Okay, I'll hear it. But I, I wasn't going to entertain it. I thought I would hear it. And so gave reasons what's happening and blah, 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 and why they believe I should at least throw my application towards the job. I said, you know, all right. Um, I had a mentor speak and say, just go through the process. Just go through the process. Even though your heart is not leaning there, go through the process. So I did. Kept going through the process. And honestly, I was scared. I kept going, uh-oh, why am I falling more in love with not the role but the city? Because mm. I didn't care about ever coming back to Sturgis. It's nothing what I ever wanted to do. But God kept changing my heart, and I fell in love with the city of Sturgis. You just go through the process. And I remember I was telling my former lead pastor that I was working under, uh, he knew I kept going through this process, and I said, we're not going. Don't worry. We're not <laughs> going. And he knew that I never wanted to come back to Sturgis also. So to him, you know, he's like, then why are you going through it? I said, because my mentor said, just go through the process. <laughs> so I'm listening. I'm just going through the process, even though my heart is yeah. not towards being yeah. here. And God got a hold of my heart. I remember my wife and I came for the very first interview, and we were heading back up to the Grand Rapids, Holland area where we were living. And on our way up, I remember turning her and say, we have to come to Sturgis, don't we? She said, yep. Uh, and that's the end of it. Like, boom, and here we are. It's not the end of it. That was that was the start of it. The start. That's the start of it. Yeah. Way to reframe that. What about you, Josh? Uh, So I, I, in in a sense, like I, I kind of rode Ryan's coattails here. I was so uh, I had the opportunity, the privilege, of before having Ryan as a boss, having him as a friend, but he was also uh, on staff. The church that he was at up north of here, up in the Grand Rapids Holland area. Uh, my wife and I attended. Uh, Nicole and I had been going there. We had actually started attending there uh, before Ryan came on staff. And then when him and uh, Katie uh, so came So just on a side note, what was your first impression then? Because you were already part of the church. And here's the new guy coming in. So, so I, don't, I honestly don't remember. That's a good question. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't remember. Although my wife has said, and hopefully, I don't think I'll get her in trouble because she's probably said this too, like, <laughs> 
my wife said like when they first came like yeah, we're just, we're probably not going to be friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, awesome. I mean, for those of you that know, I mean, my Katie wife and, and, and Katie are, really are, are, are really good friends. Um, it was great. I mean, just, just, there was, there was kind of an, an evolution of, uh, you know, the relationship. So as we got to know them, we were in multiple life groups, you know, semesters oh, with, yeah. with Ryan and Katie. A lot of small um, group life together. Uh, yes, we, we just, we did life together a lot. You know, we hung out outside of church, you know, cause we, again, we became friends. Uh, and then Ryan and his role as, um, the, the kids pastor, one of the, the ministries under his umbrella was the preteen ministry. And my wife and I co-led that with another couple. And again, that was under Ryan's leadership. So, so we, we, we served alongside and under their leadership in a variety of capacities. Was that your first ministry experience or have you have served in other areas prior to that? So I had, at, I mean, at that church, I'd been on part of the music team. You know, I okay. played bass for slapping know, the bass. Some years, yeah, slapping the bass. Um, <laughs> you just hit one string, right? Just That's right. That you just string. you just need yeah, yeah. you just need one note. Then you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send you guys some videos of Victor Wooten. <laughs> yeah, that'll change your mind. That'll change your mind about bass players. Um, but no, so I had in previous church experiences, I'd been involved in worship teams for a long time. Okay. Um, so I, is this the first before, non-music? role that you no, had served I mean, in? No, so, so prior to going to Life Change, which is the church where we met Ryan and Katie, uh, we were at a church that got smaller and smaller and smaller. I mean, to the point where, like, I was the treasurer. I was the worship leader. Oh. I was the, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really a healthy church situation because, again, when you've got one or two people doing every single thing, yeah, uh, that's not a, that's not a great sign. Um but so yeah, I had I had various experiences over the years. Okay. But then so then when Ryan and Katie took the call to come here, Ryan Ryan said, "Hey, Josh and Nicole, like I want you guys to come down with us." And, and we'll get to what JB said. Like I we laughed. We we're kind of like, Psh, "No, you don't." Uh, I had a plan. I had a plan for where I was going. I was in laughing school. in ministry. Laugh. That's right. So let, be warned if if anyone ever suggests that you go into ministry and you laugh, guess what? Give it give it a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be Pastor Bill. Like what? I don't know. If your name is Bill, if your name is Cheryl, it's probably uh, anyways. Okay. So. <laughs> whoop. Um. So then when they came down and so you had plans. So I had plans and 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 Sturgis was and not Sturgis part of your plans. Full time ministry wasn't really part of it. Now. We had, both Nicole and I, we had kind of felt this prompting towards ministry of some sort, but it was more like, hey, maybe when the kids grow up, you know, we'll go do missions or, you know, something like that. Um, but then we, we prayed about it, and we prayed about it some more. Everything, everything pointed. We, we came down and visited. Uh, Ryan and Katie, we met Ryan and Katie down here, uh, and they gave us kind of a tour of Sturgis. We actually did like a little incognito we showed up here for a sunday morning service no one knows who you are nobody knows who we are um and and ryan was not he had not taken over yet so so nobody would have any idea who we were we just thought hey well we want to kind of get a feel for this church body Mm. and so we, we came down on a sunday morning and and uh hung out and we left and it was just one of those things like 
even even the the message. So this would have been well. Steve Bean was still the pastor. Mm-hmm. The message he gave wow. that morning was like a giant confirmation yeah. of like, no, wow. hey, like Lord, same with me with Ryan. Everything that 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 God has been telling us up till this point, all the all the the wisdom we've been seeking from other people, like mentors. And so whatnot. it's not even like Ryan like trying to manipulate you right. to come to Sturgis. It's well, literally this other dude. And so so here was the thing, used. right? I mean, we came to Sturgis and we were praying, Lord, like give us a sign that this is not what you want us to do. <laughs> because again, I mean I, I had my plan. Uh, Don't know, tell God what to do. Right. <laughs> and and so it's then God totally flipped it. And and every sign he gave us was no, this is where you're supposed to be. Oh man, that's so, awesome. Uh, so then yeah, so here we are. And that's it's been so cool. I'll tell you what, there there has I've I've told I still I told my wife this I don't know, last week, I said I have never had a a, a job. I mean, in being pastor, it's not just a job, but I've never had a, a a work experience where, like, you wake up and you're like, dude, I can't I can't wait to get into the office. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember previous jobs. Even if I enjoyed the job, you'd get that Sunday night. Oh crap! Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's Monday. I got to start yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I have never had that here. That's and again, awesome. going going on five years, it's still mm-hmm. there's there's no group of people that I would rather. Uh, do life with and, and work with and yeah it, I, I want to do a shout out to Steve Bean as well because um, I was kind of under his leadership as well as a volunteer before going to Wisconsin he actually tried to talk me out of ministry oh um, as a good pastor should I think <laughs> yeah. a pastor should right. always first yeah. talk someone out yeah. I agree it is not for everyone. No. There's a great, right. what's the, who's the author? But the, the book Dangerous Calling, is it David? David. Uh, That's uh, a tough read. The guy with the mustache. The guy with the mustache. There's a lot of guys with mustaches. <laughs> Three of us in this circle have mustaches. No, Brandon. his is clearly distinct. Oh, Paul David Tripp. Paul David, Paul David Tripp. Tripp. Oh. Dangerous he does calling. have a very distinct yeah. mustache. I think it covers his whole mouth. No, I don't like, like look at a, a picture. Mustache. No, it's serious. It's, it's a wall It's a good, mustache. It's a good yeah. one. Oh, it doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah it's, a tough, it's a tough read. Like, yep. not as, like, I mean, you can sit down and read it, but it's tough to, um, it hits the heart. So you did a shout-out to Steve Bean. I want to do a shout-out, and, and maybe, Ryan, I'll, I'll lump you in this, to, to Steve Jones, mm. the, the lead pastor up at, at Life Change and Burnups. I mean, obviously, you know, Ryan, you were, you were on staff under his leadership. And then Steve, you know, I think part of what primed Nicole and I for coming down here is Steve and his wife Beth had had sat down with Nicole and I a couple of times to start to say, hey, what might it look like for you guys to explore you know, vocational ministry, you know, full-time ministry? Mm. So, yeah, so I think we, we both have, uh, in a sense, owe a debt to, to Steve Jones. So apparently... If JB, you, if you, do you have a Steve is in, there your a Steve in your life that spoke to you? <laughs> yeah. Just make up a yeah. guy. Yeah. It is named Steve. No, I, yeah, early early on, when I first got saved, I was I, I went to my lead pastor and... I was, was his my, name Steve? No, his name was Ron. <laughs> okay. Oh, his and, middle name was Steve. No, I don't, even, I don't think I know his middle name. <laughs> then it's Steve. Okay. Just, okay. We'll call him Steve. Uh, and I was going to go out to California uh, to Bible college and uh, do that whole thing. And I was sitting in his office, just, no, nah, I don't think that's what God has for you. I think you're, you're called a pastor, and I think you can do your schooling here. And so that's what I did. I did night classes for years uh, to go through Bible college. I learned, learned to be a pastor watching another pastor. Mm-hmm. It was a that's very good. long internship, essentially. Um, I learned good and bad, and, and, um, but yeah. I learned, you know, for my lead pastor, I learned what it meant to um, 
say the hard things to do what we were talking about earlier, which was um, tell people when they're headed in a direction that could hurt them in a way that didn't didn't destroy them. Hopefully they would respond, you know, and say, right. Yeah, I think you might be right. That is God's best for me. So that was one of my one of my early lessons. Um, and ministration. I had to manage a boiler system. <laughs> like a high-pressure boiler in a 50,000. Like it was not fun at all. <laughs> Sunday mornings, you would hear this like, you'd hear this like, as these steam pockets would head through these things they are knocking in these pipes. I'm totally off on a tangent. It was not fun at all, but... <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna wrap up this episode of behind the behind oh. the scenes. Uh, but we're gonna have we'll have to do at least one more pastors behind the scenes episode. Right. I think there's there's more that we can. I still have into. my notes here, Josh. No, that was good because this was like the surface, like get yeah. to know like how we got into it. Now we can get into the nitty gritty. So we'll so yeah. we'll do another episode behind the scenes uh, with with the pastors here. Um, but uh, for now, thanks, you guys, for joining us here with Reflections Behind the Scenes Sessions. Go ahead and like, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff on your podcast platform or YouTube, social media, whatever. Um, but thanks for hanging out with us here today. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.